This podcast is protected under the laws of the United States and other countries. Unauthorized duplication, distribution, or exhibition may result in civil liability, criminal prosecution, and the wrath of the tall man. <laughs> Boy! Hey, let's talk about you, the ID10T community events at ID10T.com, like Russ Stevens, a.k.a. Cool Movies Darth, who uh, has started a podcast called 90 for Chill, uh, which Russ says is dedicated to movies with a runtime between 74 and 99 minutes, the time frame that I feel is ideal. Russ, I could not agree with you more. That is a fantastic idea. Uh, Russ goes on to say there are times you need a cinematic fix but don't have time for the latest Scorsese masterpiece or offering from a comic book universe. There's also times when you know you need a conclusion to prevent a binge costing you a whole night. Um, my guests and I try to follow these guidelines as we chat up features that are definitely worth your time and are beyond easy to make time for. 90 for Chill, the podcast, can be found on all major podcast platforms at 94chill.com, and that's spelling out 90, uh, N-I-N-E-T-Y, 4-F-O-R, chill. Um, so there you go. Thank you so much for sharing, Russ. A uh, really great idea for a podcast. Events at ID10T.com for everyone else. This universe... Is only one of an infinite number. Mr. Strange. Who are you in this vast multiverse? Stephen Strange, your reckoning is long overdue. Strange! Only in Peters May 6th. Tickets on sale now. As I said last week, I would MCU next Tuesday and. This Tuesday is now, and I just concluded watching Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. And, you know, I was pleasantly surprised. I had a lot of fun with it. Now, yes, of course, you could get into the uh, fact that really, I mean, maybe the gender issue of denying a woman what she wants in this uh, universe, in all universes, I suppose, but... You know, you get beyond that and all that uh, pain that an honest trailer for WandaVision will expose to you. And, you know, it's a decent, fun little flick. Uh, It's under two hours if you cut out all of the uh, credits. And honestly, best uh, post-credits scene in Marvel since the uh, Sharma in Avengers. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's Bruce Campbell gets his cameo it's sam raimi so you get evil dead imagery in a marvel movie and i think that's worth the price of admission so i don't know if he can uh, do it again in the sequel and i'm pretty sure he probably won't try it i don't know i haven't read the um you know the what is the dirt rags uh the papers what have you but yeah uh i thought it was a as I expected, I don't think I need to actually go and see Spider-Man No Way Home, so kind of feel good about that. I mean, may, I don't know. I could probably look up the post-credit from that feature and go from there. So, yeah. Um, so, yeah, I had a lot of fun. And Now, this is a movie, though, that, you know, as I say, it clocks in under two hours if you get rid of all that post-credit stuff. Um, but, oh, shoot, had a thought. Oh, well, with all this universe, multiverse stuff, and I had the same problem with Spider-Man into the, into the Spider-Verse, is, you know, you have the temptation when you're at home to just pause, like, 
is that the black bolt from Inhumans? Was this just a shot at destroying, you know, cathartic? I guess this is just a lot of cathartic stuff for people who were complaining probably about the Eternals and Shang-Chi. So, again, I just I just had fun with it. Um, I think you could have probably cut 20 minutes out. So the right, the script could have been a little tighter, but the humor is solid. Um, yeah, the only problem, I guess, is the uh, Wanda... And that's only just because of her conclusion to everything. Like, if you're going to go full psycho, go full psycho. Don't be apologetic. Don't be the end of American Psycho. I just have now been watching a YouTube channel uh, about videos breaking down how evil somebody is. Um, I think it's... uh, I can't remember the channel. Maybe I can figure it out. Just uh, bear with me as I get... On the old PC. And, well, obviously I'm on the old PC, but, um, well, the good one, I suppose. Okay, what was it? Uh, Let's just go Hans Landa YouTube Evil Analysis. What channel is that on? Don't don't need that. Oh, okay. So the channel is the Vile Eye. So go that, go there, and you can check out some just great breakdowns. They're kind of eerie videos in the sense that I think this guy uses an automated voice to create them, or girl. But you know, let's just say it's a guy because you know throwing it on a woman's kind of cruel, I guess, in the sense that oh, well, obviously she's hysterical. The old adage. So. Yeah, it's just, uh, I think it did a good job introducing America uh, Chavez, so nice little youth appeal. So good setup for that character. Um, Doctor Strange is a lot of fun. I think his story works out. I think, I mean, the biggest problem is if you watched um, the first season of Marvel What If?, you kind of kind of think that this is the blown out version. And actually, as I'm watching this, it's kind of like with all the stop pauses, all that for me trying to, you know, did I just catch that, see that, what have you. Um, I think this could have worked better as a television series. And I think that is perchance how comic book adaptations should go. I mean, if we're spending... Uh, cinematic dollars on Game of Thrones, why not do 10 episodes? I guess, you know, we're, cinema's dying, we're going to be needing the subscribers, so an excuse to add another $5 to Disney+, Plus. I don't think Disney would object to that. So, yeah, it's like, that's just it. As I say, the script could have been tighter, but what could you really cut out is the problem, because it's multiverse, so they have to be able to jump around. And you need that. Um, But as a television series, you could do a separate universe each week. So I just think it's a fun Sam Raimi movie with, uh, as I say, some Evil Dead vibes to it. This is what I probably would have appreciated more from Spider-Man. I guess I deserve those films. Well, the sequels deserve a first-time watch for me, but the uh, original needs a rewatch. But, you know, I can stop and think, like, oh, I... 
it hits the notes. So, yeah. So if you want um, the best Sam Raimi comic book movie, go and watch Darkman. I mean, it's got all his directorial uh, bits, his catches that you can see throughout. And it's a little bit darker. Um, But, hey, you do get some Evil Dead type stuff in this feature, even with Bruce Campbell. So I think it's a winner. Um, Maybe not four stars, but definitely worth your time. Little Hands says it's time to rock and roll. Bring the noise. Welcome back to 90 for Chill, the podcast with Cat Bus Russ. This is your host, Cat Bus Russ. You can get an idea of what might be coming up on the podcast by following me on Letterboxd. The username there is CMDarth. That's C as in cool, M as in movies, Darth as in the Sith Lord. And if you'd like your Amazon devices or your Google Nest devices to play the podcast, just ask where it to play. 90 for Chill, the podcast with Cat Bus Russ, and I think that will get you there. Or it'll get you to the old feed. If you're still listening to 90forchillthepodcast.com, please uh, just go and move on to the one with the crazier cat as its logo, 90 for Chill the Podcast with Cat Bus Russ. So enough of the formalities. I know we've probably gone through, you know, eight minutes or so of preamble. But so let's get to this one. Uh, this movie we're going to review uh, with Tim Bates, who was last on the show to discuss Night of the Demons. We went back to Tubi and found a the movie that actually drew him to my 94 chill concept uh, back when I was writing blogs. Um, that's still happening, Main Event of the Dead primarily, or 94chill.blogspot.com if you want to read the original review. The uh, movie is Arena from 1989, and I guess, you know, it's kind of nice to see the good side of Charles Band's money, as last week I had to deal with Killjoy. So this is a movie about, well, basically it's Rocky in space. That sums it up Uh, with decaying Star Wars-like costumes. You know, it's, we discussed, it's basically a movie that probably would have, made the big screen if it was back in the early 80s pre-Ghostbuster, but, you know, once you can uh, figure out how to avoid sending your characters to space, Hollywood uh, decided to wait till George Lucas came back, I suppose. So that's the movie. It's basically a feature of everything us kids in the early 90s, late 80s just found fascinating. And probably screwed up with our concept of beauty and women. We do talk about that. How, gosh, the hairspray of the time. So, we'll get on to that uh, next week's episode or episodes. I'll probably be dropping daily episodes about the Fan Expo in Chicago. uh, Rosemont, more particular. A four-day event. And, you know... Big mission this year is to get my David from the Lost Boys Funko Pop signed by the Keith or Sutherland. So, and, you know, Mir Servina is going to be there, and I am going to watch the train wreck that 
Well, I'm hoping it's a train wreck. The Christmas vacation reunion with Chevy Chase and Randy Quaid. So that's what to look forward to next week. And, you know, uh, I'm looking to probably get a new... I would like to get a guest on, you know, for at least the August 22nd or 29th episode. I've got some leads on those. But if you want to be that guest... Send me a pitch. Send an email to rustabus07 at gmail.com. That's R-U-S-S-T-H-E-B-U-S-0-7 at gmail.com. Or follow me on Twitter at CatBusRuss. Or even better, Mastodon Social at RussStevens at Mastodon.Social. And just offer me a movie, a theme, a director, an actor. Try to come up with something that fits between 70 and 100 minutes, but I can make anything work if you're willing to do a little extra legwork. So that's how we got Tombstone with Andrew TD. And hey, if you're listening, Andrew, I'm ready for whatever you got next. So sorry to call you out there. So I guess the only other formality, just in case I forget to mention it in the podcast itself, is to rate and subscribe on your favorite podcast apps. Uh, Apple is what I use if I will reciprocate reviews. And I've done it on Spotify as well. My username on Apple is the Scoop Staley. Again, so much wrestling influence on this pod. You're going to have to listen to a lot of episodes or someday... Well, basically, listen to it and tell me the stories I've already told, I suppose. There's an intrigue for the back catalog. So thanks again for coming to the 90 for Chill podcast and enjoy the show. On the edge of our galaxy, there is a battleground where alien warriors compete for the ultimate prize. I am champion! Will a human do battle in the arena. Now, where is the challenger? Where humans have lost. You ever thought about the arena, Steve? It ain't gonna work. This guy's a human. What it takes to win. You're talking about arena fighting. It's not for me. Siri sounds sad that we're using this for a podcast and not capitalistic uh, productivity. And you know that's how I th- just that's how I like it at least. Uh, this is ninety for chill the podcast with Cat Bus Russ and returning to the show. Internet connection unstable. Somebody's mm. so returning to the show is uh, Tim Bates of the Eagle Evil Penguin Games. What's up, guys? Um, yeah. And uh, this is one of those. Uh, so we're getting to the movie that I think uh, really inspired Tim to consider being on the show. We are going back to 1989. 
with good Charles band. I got to see too much bad stuff recently. So <laughs> Killjoy the clown. Don't suggest. <laughs> and I think I've heard that name before. I don't know anything about it. Well, they made, I think they've made five of them. Uh, oh, so, okay. Yeah. So it's a uh, Charles band known for empire pictures making, I mean, probably one of the first made for video guys out there. Okay. Uh, so, um, so the next step, the next exploitation cinema. Um, so yes, Charles Band is the executive producer of this one, and it is called Arena, which is, I would say, pretty much uh, now that I rewatched it, sets a standard for all video game fighting games. I, I don't disagree with that statement. <laughs> if nothing else, from the opening scene. Mm, yeah. Well, I don't get. Well, there is a question like, what are the rules? Because the first, because <laughs> they just beat the crap out of Spinner, and well, I thought he was down two nil to begin with. The, okay, so the, if we're going to talk about this movie, the whole thing, it's it's a the the whole thing. The movie is arena, arena, sci-fi alien fighting championship organized fighting rings in the future but i mean like you said they there is absolutely nothing that they they say that the only rule in there is the uh the limiter but yes the handicapped the handicap yeah but like what one of the aliens has claws this guy is a cyborg like what does that actually do? Like, <laughs> well, it's a, a somehow it's supposed to. I guess I mean, and it gets all screwy by the end of the flick. Uh, oh yeah, but it's supposed to just for like maybe it's like uh, dare I say Dragon Ball Z, where you know you're fighting with weights. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So I mean, there's a lot of things, I mean... I, elements of Dragon Ball Z I like, but then it's like. Yeah, then it's Dragon Ball. Then it's like, and let's start the fights. And at least these end in three rounds at the most instead of. I guess that's a really good analogy. I hadn't thought about it like yeah. that. That's that's better than like how I was perceiving it. Right. So, yes, yeah, so it's the story of a space station, which has in a, a uh, arena where they uh, search for the best fighter of all species and through their handicapper system, they can make sure that all beings are equal. Hence it's a battle of the arts essentially. And uh, you know, it opens with the fight with the champion horn uh, versus spinner, which looks like a uh, like, well, Walt Disney was optimistic. The Walt Disney Company was optimistic that uh, the black hole would be a hit, so they may have had a prototype uh, Bob or Victor robot already designed to walk around the park. But there I mean, are a few, a few of the parts on here that look like they were salvaged from other, other, other jobs or other sets. And oh no, I would love to do the research because uh, I mean it goes back to. Uh, well, Roger Corman, early '80s, especially like um, James Cameron was the uh, production designer, set designer of uh, Galaxy, Galaxy of Horror of Terror, uh, which is a fun one. 
Um, but then uh, you could see his effects being used on forbidden the uh, forbidden world, the same backgrounds and everything. Like, oh, we're gonna tear this stuff down. Screw okay. that. Um, yeah, so it was a very common thing with Corman movies, and and when you uh, think of Corman, also like that they use special effects from the same movie in three of them, like uh, Battle Battle of the Star. Um, Battle Among the Stars or a Battle Beyond the Stars. And you get to see, at least I know in Forbidden World, they recycle the fight sequence, the Star Wars knockoff sequences, uh, space battles. And I think they do that in Galaxy of Terror too. So yes, there's definitely like, this is, I'm presuming it was shot in Italy. I didn't research it. I'm just presuming. um, Because I know uh, with... um, Charles Band, who had released um, probably his biggest hit, was Reanimator. I would venture to say, okay, um, like he did all these movies in either Germany or Italy, tax breaks, what have you. Uh, it goes to other movies like, and I think uh, De Laurentiis, um, uh, Dino De, De Laurentiis, who um, has some big credits to his name, but. Um, like he did the King Kong remakes remake 76, I think. And uh, he's the guy who kept Flash Gordon out of the hands of George Lucas, hence giving us Star oh. Wars, incidentally. Okay. Uh, and, and famously, um, like if you're an Evil Dead or just an Ash Williams fan, depending on what path you take, uh, he has the he had the rights to um, Army of Darkness. Hence why they don't really bring it up in Ash versus Evil Dead. Okay. I really think I, I technically I think with Ash versus uh versus the Evil Dead the TV series they had to um really only limit to the continuity of the first movie, first Evil Dead. Mm, so okay. All, all the issues with that. Right. Which is weird cuz you can get them in like well, iTunes is just like technically since you don't own anything, you're just paying very high rental fees. <laughs> like, oh Sorry, we lost it. It's what they could say. Um, they just throw; they can throw bundles together without the studios really caring. So now getting a okay, keeping the match competitive with the fighters evenly classed. So yeah, I guess it's like uh, I had a friend, uh, real douchebag, really, but um, he was um, my wrestling teammate, and like. After high school, I'm doing this. My little brother's watching UFC, learning the and watching, learning the submission holds and what have you. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, and I go and roll with him. And yeah, I'm trying to get submission moves. I'm not trying to beat his brains in. And uh, Lord knows, I didn't get as many as he does. He he picked up what they what he saw. But you know, it's not it's not going to be a challenge for me if I just go and pick him right. up, throw him and. And then, uh, like I said, oh, well, no, my brother could tap you out. Nothing. And then he just goes and beats on him. It's like, yeah, you, you don't get the <laughs> you don't get the science. Um, so. But uh, yeah, the um, and this is actually, I would say, one of the last movie. Well, I mean, before Hong Kong, really action really kind of had an influence on it. Because you look at your Schwarzeneggers, your McClane, your um, Willis's, your mm-hmm. Stallones. Stallone can't throw a kick to save his life. Right. 
Uh, this is the last time where you could just slowly punch people. I mean, Van Damme is kind of changing the game. And I guess you could say a... Seagal. And, and Chuck, that's what made Chuck Norris cool, was he could actually kick somebody's ass. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's actually a valid point. I hadn't actually thought about that. This is a pretty tipping point time, yeah. Right. So, yep. Yeah. I just love the blatant steroid use in this fight with a oh, yeah, the... horn. Yeah. You already, yeah. <laughs> And yeah, it's uh, I mean, it just gets like ah, I mean, and the some of the costumes you know they just can't work, like like spinners, and sloth later on. Um, so my uh favorite parts is when they uh call uh uh weasel in to uh give him the uh like the pump up steroids yeah. at the beginning fight scene, mm. uh. He's supposed to be playing a prank on uh, the floor, dropping a firecracker into like yeah. a waiter's box, but yeah. the box explodes before his firecracker drops. Oh, into it, yes. If you pay attention. <laughs> yes. So this is definitely uh, we got one take. And it was uh, it was close, but, uh, <laughs> but not yeah. quite. <laughs> right. Uh, and I guess besides for those little continuity mistakes, I mean, really the only stuff that I don't really, really, that really, uh, bug me is the green screen can be a little awkward. I will say though, on, uh, on that subject of Weasel though, shout out to Weasel though, Armin Shimmerman, yes. one of my personal favorites. Quark. Yep. <laughs> they got yeah. a couple, uh, Star Trek, uh, uh, heavy hitters in here. Uh, Rogor yes. is uh, and uh, Armin Shimmerman, Weasel and Rogor both. Yeah, is... uh, I can't remember what's uh, Rogor. His name Mark Alemo. Oh, yeah, Mark Mark Alemo. Yeah. I I remember him best as Lopez from Tango and Cash. Mm, okay, you had Jack Palance as the big boss and the the secret boss, and the two faces were uh, um, Mark Alemo and. Uh, Shoot, uh, dang it! Why am I drawing uh, James Hong? Gotcha. James Hong, uh, probably best going to be remembered as Lopan, David Lopan from uh, Big Trouble. Yeah. Or 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 Cassandra's dad in Wayne's World too. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I believe it was the first. He was one of the first. Uh, the main one of the first main antagonists in the first couple seasons of Deep Space Nine. Oh, that that makes a lot of sense. Um, and I know that the uh, actress who plays Quinn, the uh, pro- the protagonist fighter fight trainer, is a uh, made her had a pretty good run on Battlestar. Oh uh, no, what was it? yeah, Bat- uh, Babylon, mm. Babylon Five. So, um, let me get that up there real fast, Arena. Keep saying stuff so it doesn't. I don't have to edit anything. I, it's funny that they they choose the the poster for Arena. Is uh, you know, it's a uh, it's not Horn. It's Sloth. Yeah, it's yeah. not even the. Although I will say that it was a more entertaining mm-hmm. fight. Oh, oh yeah, especially <laughs> especially when. Uh, uh Steve Steve Armstrong has uh has to get himself in a chokehold. Right. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> worst like actual fighting instinct in the world yes like i'm gonna grab your arm and <laughs> <laughs> this is what the human race has to offer yeah it's no wonder that we've been made fun of for 50 years yeah and well 50 years in this time i mean yeah yeah so the babylon actress that was uh claudia christian and i think i accidentally gave uh like my first comic con i ever went to was a. Uh, called visions in chicago 98 so i was still in high school uh, senior high school uh and it was a um and like i didn't know traces tracy scodges which i really only knew from highlander the series was going to be there so i'm trying to find all right i want to get an autograph well i don't really know what picture is because i mean she was on dynasty <laughs> and i know she was on babylon 5 so i found a babylon right. table grabbed a picture i think i gave a claudia christian picture to her to autograph so yeah i got it. so um yeah no it was an awkward or autograph session that that time because i got the um got an autograph of my sister from well, nicholas brendan from uh, buffy the vampire slayer and he turns out to be a total twat so <laughs> um, See, it's, I, I, don't meet your heroes no, no. Well, I, I'm not calling anybody a hero here. I'm just saying. I I, I haven't had um, I haven't had any bad autograph uh, experiences. Otherwise, I'd say. I mean, um, I was just completely uh, star starstruck by Bret Hart. Uh, skipped my uh, ten year high school graduation to go to that event. <laughs> um, and uh, other big autographs I've gotten. I got Michael Rooker. And he's just a he's just a the coolest guy. Uh got a so I got an autograph Yandu pop from him. Uh real cool guy is uh Robert Patrick. <laughs> I missed I missed his uh like why the hell was this guy not on a main stage at uh Wizard World? It was like this is the T one thousand. This is you know um the white dragon in um peacemaker <laughs> like and uh yeah i just couldn't find anything with his face on it so like i grabbed a terminator 11 by 17 <laughs> sorry and i just said sorry i couldn't find anything else and he said don't worry man don't worry kid it's his movie it's like <laughs> oh, you are like it's from, his movie from from dust till dawn too. I mean, you made the marine watchable. Like you're good in everything. Like oh, and uh, yeah, Kevin Smith and uh, Jason Mewes, cool guys too. Thanks. So, um, so that's really like my autograph experience. I was like last minute at um, I think it was a uh, C two E two twenty nineteen uh. After they had a clueless panel, though, it was like I wanted to grab some Funko Pops of Superman and uh, just a Stormtrooper because they had uh, Donald Faison and Breckenmeyer. Okay. And uh, that's who they do on um, Robot Chicken. Yeah. Uh, Breckenmeyer is a Superman. But up, but up, Superman. <laughs> and uh, Donald Faison is Gary the Stormtrooper. Okay. <laughs> Excellent. Yes. So I didn't get, I didn't get that i chose to buy a oh, oh uh buy a 75 dollar grab bag custom lightsaber and I, i'm not regretting that one <laughs> so to the plot of the story um we have 
Quinn is a fight promoter just doing her best to take on the chant the um crooked Rogor. Um and that's something now that I think about it though. Some of the makeup is excellent in this movie. And then it's like, uh let's just throw okay, we just need to make this person look kind of alien. Yeah. Like we're not gonna put in the uh, full latex bit or uh la- latex or... paint paint thing like Star Wars and What's really funny is when they do like a decent job of like the face paint, but then you see like the costume bottom half. Oh yeah, yeah. It's like, um, yeah. like you'll see you see like whenever like there's one section where it shows uh, uh, Steve uh being like picked up and carried around the ring, oh, and he's very obviously he's being suspended. suspended. With the, yes, that's the harness. I, right. Uh, actually, I like I caught that like right at it's in the final fight. Yeah, like, it's in the final fight. So with that's why that's why his gear looks so awful. Like his fight attire is so weird. They just needed to have spots to. Yep. One like, I guess they wanted to make it seem less gay than professional wrestling. We better cover the nips. You better cover those nips. Yeah. With these gold <laughs> suspenders. I mean, it's the late nineties. I. Uh, you know, we, we don't want to, we're not, we're not just going to put, throw people out there in trunks. We're going to put a cod piece on it. <laughs> Which I think is all that horn has, really. Yeah. Um, I guess that's, uh, we got the name. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, and, um, I mean, then, of course, you can't tell half the time if the streaks, the silver streaks in, uh, Rogor's hair are intentional or just the like they did not take like um i mean maybe they were shooting real fast how much time do we have to put put him in well we need two hours (laughs) you got got 10 minutes (laughs) i can do this (laughs) so um so yes the story is about uh steve armstrong essentially he's stuck on a space station you know tried to make his uh make his uh just make a living out in deep space and just you know uh taking any job he could can't cut it as a short order cook uh gets in um him and his uh boss uh shorty real creative name on that one <laughs> the uh well i i do wonder would it be cool to have an extra set of hands like this is in this sense Yes. Mm. But like to never be able to forget? No. Um. <laughs> I want to be able to forget some things. Oh. Oh, that element. Yes, of a nebula. <laughs> yeah. Um so so after um Shorty nearly gets beat up by a fish fighter. Vang, I think it is. Yeah. Um, um, because, so, this is where, so, first off... Yeah, I better get my shot of Malort in. Just <laughs> Alright. And now on to the uh, remnants of my nerds-infused vodka. <laughs> with that, the, before the fight, we start out with, like, because Steve, like, messes up the fight, but shorty this is where i'm not i watched this over again and like i gotta <laughs> say i don't disagree with vang if like some dude got in my kids faces a 
the kids are being little uh, little Karens right now, and they're yes. like being dicks. But I gotta say, if somebody got in my both of my kids' faces, I probably would walk up too. But like Steve absolutely aggressed and raised the stakes of everything there to 11 yeah (laughs) so steve goes and beats the shit out of vang and uh vang is a fighter representing quinn and that after spinner is pretty much retired um he she's depending on him and that's not gonna happen now uh, but I don't know if the drugs they introduce later in the movie, <laughs> maybe. Yeah, uh, you know. yeah. So, uh, so the so both Shorty and Steve. Uh, Steve was played by Paul Satterfield, uh, which is basically I looked at his IMDb and he is the um, Leonardo DiCaprio meme from uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, watching TV. Okay. Pointing himself out <laughs> in his television guest spot. Okay. Yeah. So uh definitely watch Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Um so he plays Steve. Um fit, fit enough guy. I mean like this he, he maybe he should have been He Man. You you'd get more than three takes to try. <laughs> if you're familiar with that story about Dolph Lundgren, his English was so bad at the time. Like they oh. shot they only got they only took three takes and then it's like on to the next one. Oh that's rough. Yeah. <laughs> well even and then one day S- Sylvester Sloan was on set visited the set and uh you know went to the director Albert Pion. No, I don't think it was Albert Pion. Maybe no Albert Pion directed Cyborg, which was supposed to be a sequel originally to mm-hmm. Masters of the Universe. Okay. Um, that's a famous story about reusing stuff. Basically, Canon was going bankrupt. They couldn't get their, they had the rights to Spider-Man. They had Masters of the Universe, Master Universe bombs, so they weren't going to make anything with that. And so basically, like, they grabbed any stuff, anything from the, um, Masters set and what they were developing for Spider-Man. <laughs> and just for ran. Cy- for Cyborg, too. For Cyborg, yeah. Um, yeah, so... Steve is approached by Quinn to replace Vang because, you know, he can fight and he's human. So that's just an automatic draw. Um, But he refuses to do that because the sport's impure, despite he spent all this time being a great fighter. That and they Honestly, jumped him. Well, yeah. <laughs> the job offer started with them, like, attacking him with a pipe. Ah, yeah, but a 10-day 10 10 day contract? Like, okay. I mean, I would have jumped a 10-day contract regardless. Like, uh, mm. just, oh, with an option of expanding? Like, <laughs> yeah, nah. Nah, I'm cool. Um, but I think that's, like, I would documented, like, okay, and um, that's my my dad was really resistant when my best friend at the time suddenly said, who was in Thailand, like, suddenly invited me over there. Like, <laughs> I don't know this attorney she was living with, and uh, and you you have a tendency. I ju- I just think you have a tendency to actually get into that, to end up like in blood sport or kickboxer. <laughs> and, you know, if a fight was offered, you take it. 
uh, and and you know, years later, I found out this just well, not maybe just a couple years later, it was basically that uh, they were so angry at each other. It was basically they, I was getting shipped over to they wanted to ship me over just to keep her keep her out of his hair. So, <laughs> I mean, hey, you almost got to Kumite because yeah, they couldn't yeah. handle it, right? So, <laughs> but yeah, so yeah, I I'm not gonna. So let's see and. So it's it's cool, you know. Uh Shorty is going to find a way to get uh for protect for his protection in that fight at the that cost them both their job jobs at the snack bar, I think is the official snack station. Like Yeah. Um he's gonna get him to Earth. So they eventually end up at a uh underground gambling facility. <laughs> where shorty is terrible at gambling well he's terrible at that game but then he's like later on he's kicking weasel's butt as they wait for yeah so i don't don't know like that i mean plot devices and whatnot but right it's 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 really funny because he's they're making it seem like he's like he's cocky and he thinks he's really good here but obviously i think they also do that to make it look like they were cheating or crooked in the casino. Right. Well, after a raid by the cops, Shorty ends up finding a way to steal 18,000 Krills? Kruger. Kruger. Um, which is enough to get uh, Steve a ticket home and 5,000 extra to send to his 27 kids. So... I don't. I don't want to. I don't. I'm. Oh, geez, I, I don't want to. Back understand. to Nebulon. Yeah, I don't want to understand their lifespans. I don't want to understand the birthing process. Yeah, I mean, uh, so four hands. What does that well, equate what, to? Why, why would mean, you? Well, I mean, I, this, I mean, I mean, I'm, I'm more thinking hand. more of like a salmon situation here. Oh, okay. So I'm thinking four hands. Why would you ever need to consider <laughs> consider penetration? I mean, uh, does, are we? I mean, maybe wrap around the waist like a belt. Who knows how alien uh, we're talking here? Right. Okay. Yeah. This is a PG thirteen rated movie, so let's. <laughs> <laughs> um. So yeah. So of course, Rogor and Weasel fight. Find out he stole the money, and it's basically if they don't get the eighteen thousand dollar Kruger back in twelve hours. They're dead meat. And an hour later, Steve has signed up with Quinn. <laughs> so, and throughout this, it's like, I don't want to fight. <laughs> it's like, right. uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, I think celebrity gets the better of them. And yeah, and then we're into our Rocky standpoint, I guess, essentially. Uh, you get the fight with Sloth, you get a montage, and then you get the main event with Horn. Yeah, I mean, like, because they really, it shows Steve has two real fights. He has the the first one where it just shows him, like, it's his first fight, the main picture uh, on the poster and everything, yeah. where it's a dude with claws and giant legs, which is the most entertaining, and I think that yeah. that was they had the coolest puppeteers and the best work, best choreography from him on that one. 
Well, aside from throwing yourself into a chokehold. I mean, no, we're I'm talking, I'm talking yeah. about like when he like moved around oh. or jumped. Other than that, okay, the chokehold aside, <laughs> I'm talking like everything else other than like that finishing, like him doing that. The rest of it was pretty well done. Like oh, as yeah. a scene, I enjoyed that. Oh, no. And there's, um, you know, as long as you keep the camera above the waist of people, <laughs> it's not poorly shot. Um, so, I mean, the thing with, uh, so this was like one of the last Empire Pictures releases, they went bankrupt and, so that's, that's just, I don't know, you just, I don't know, you know, gotta hate, well, I mean, being a guy who has had a bankruptcy, I guess I shouldn't be judging, but I didn't get to immediately start a new movie company after I went bankrupt, so, uh, so yeah, that's, uh. Or I didn't I didn't start supplying heroin to another kit person. <laughs> Facilitating their addiction. Like so. Um so that's uh I don't know, four hands you would think you'd be playing cards better anyhow. Agreed. Yeah. Uh, I'm like watching like watching this some scenes. I gotta say, some of it feels like it it goes into that it feels like it was shot like a tv oh like well, a, a, but like some scene some of its cinematography feels like it's done with a much better uh like feel for how things should be and then there are other scenes where it feels completely like they had no idea like there are scenes where it just feels unbalanced with the cinematography in this movie well it's it's definitely shot in a uh 3 by 4 uh, regardless, so that was mm. Empire. That was Empire Picture. Was uh, Charles Band's uh, mo- model to start was, and we released one theatrically and one straight to home video, and we'll make our money that way. Uh, and he and he kind of perfected the form. I mean, he's mm-hmm. able to perfect it when he got the new um, full moon features or full moon productions. We're yeah. talking Puppet Master, right? Evil Bong and the Ginger Dead Man. Yeah. I, I still got to see Ginger Dead Man. Gary Busey. I don't know if he does the voice, but he is the guy who ter- gets turned into the Ginger Dead Man. I. Oh my God! I think I. I. It's been so long since I've seen that movie. Uh. Oh, well, I, I will say Evil Bong was good. So with especially well, once you bring Tommy Chong into it. <laughs> uh. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, when I think about it, like thinking about the gambling scene, it's like every movie just has to figure a way to have an alien bar in it. Yeah. I can't think of a bad movie with an alien bar or an unwatchable movie with an alien bar. And then they'll think of, or they always have to be some weird game or they'll come up with some sort of weird gambling thing that doesn't look like it actually makes sense. Yeah. I mean, uh, like in this one, he just, he rolled a ball and then they kept the camera up. So we couldn't actually see anything. See the game. Yeah. But it made a bunch of weird noises and we saw it rolling around doing things. So we didn't have the time. Sci-fi. So yeah, we didn't have the time to create the game. So, uh, I guess we should mention Jade, uh, played by, April Miss April. Well, no, she wasn't. She was a cover girl. Uh, April 1998 Playboy, 1988 Playboy, 1980 Playboy. So, 
Um, so, oh boy, if you are a fan of full music numbers, oh, in a movie, let me tell you, yeah. yeah, they they're they're silly enough. It works. <laughs> yeah, the uh, was it the the heart Holograph. of the barbarian? That oh. was the. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's it's a uh, yeah just a whole lot of silly and like you just get fortunately i mean yeah seeing mm-hmm. uh victor the robot with the legs get the crap kicked out of him in the opening movie you can't take this movie you're not going to be too judgmental of it or oh you, no absolutely or you, not or no. you shouldn't be yeah like if you advertise the stupidity right up front <laughs> it's like watching a jackass movie it's not great well Spike Jones is a great director, and I mean his his uh, shopping cart sequence, excellent. But <laughs> the point of the matter is, after that, they know it's yeah. The uh, so like as soon as after the uh, the gambling scene when he's trying to get the money back, he uh, goes and wakes up Quinn. Right, she is in an obviously her quote unquote nightgown. Yeah, but it looks like it's pleather like a pleather dress and then throws on the uh the jacket over it just looks so hilarious because the it just looks like you're just putting on like a leather coat which is supposed to be her her uh her supposed to be sleepwear yeah uh, that's but it's sci-fi yeah um just make it shiny and pleather it's sci-fi right um yeah, it wasn't until the Matrix that we really understood how to how to use that. Like, you know, you wait for it. Well, which I, and even the Matrix, though, it's it's a tribute to the '90s industrial scene. It's not a, mm-hmm. it's not sci-fi. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, sci-fi for them. Everybody's stuck in crappy clothes. You know whatever they could compose, you know. I mean, I, make... I, always, I always joke, I know we're not in a simulation because there's fat people. <laughs> yeah, that's... <laughs> yeah, fair joke. I mean, well, I mean, residual... Well, the concept of residual self-image. I'm definitely yeah. going to be at my best 165 pounds and cut. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm not... No, not my 205... <laughs> I am the beautiful chiseled physique that I have always been. Thank you. Well, um, well, and it's weird when they bring up uh, the Matrix um, Resurrections, which I enjoyed. Um, Like they brought up the fact that, oh, your residual self-image, you're only going to see you at your best. They eventually show here's whatever. So they that's their way of saying, hey, it could be a simulation. Because <laughs> then they show um, like Keanu gets to look into a mirror and sees like, oh, I'm a what a 65 year old Keanu would would look like if he wasn't Keanu. <laughs> like, oh, an old guy. Oh, our rest in peace, Paul Rubens. Now that I'm thinking about old people and such, right? Yeah, I'm pretty sure this movie spent its entire budget on the sloth animatronics. Yes. Um. Well, then you had his uh, 
well, then you had the sparring partner was a uh, pretty uh the, well that was that was good uh like yeah uh, rubber work but right. like oh the uh, animatronic element yes yeah because yeah. in because they were this one they uh with their spraying him spritzing him down he had so many different moving appendages and right. joints there they were trying to make it look all real like mm-hmm. that one that looked like it took the whole budget <laughs> like the main bad guy looks like a guy a how a, a a rubber mask this one yeah, looks amazing they, right no the horn is basically a werewolf costume with some uh party city terminator yeah stuff plugged on him uh but you know more um better than anything from the uh original mortal Kombat duology do not now yeah 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 we're i'm talking the, uh yeah. The, the the second one is yeah <laughs> yeah no second one is that's it's like and I'm a big Paul W S Anderson fan the effects do not hold like that's that's the problem with computer effects right now is they are when they don't hold up they don't hold up like uh, Mortal Kombat and VHS looks great Mortal Kombat on a 4K television you can just see the layers. <laughs> <laughs> see i will say that's why the first one still works for me because they don't do as much in the first one the oh, second the... one was awful <laughs> well the second one they were in such a time crunch the moment a test screening said oh yeah this is all right screw it we're not going to finish the effects yeah <laughs> oh the, the second one was riddled with so many problems yeah like, there were so many all right yeah she's got yeah, no woman wears a one sleeve nightgown to begin with. Yeah, no, that's a that's a freaking gown. And the, yeah, the matching pleather jacket. So, I mean, she she basically she's judgmental of Steve drinking and such. You don't end up in bed like that. <laughs> Fully and, makeup and hair done. Hair, yeah, if you in leather. Shit, yeah, if you're not shit face. So, uh, all right. So, yep. Already brought up. So, brought up the rules. So, yeah. I mean, I, I bring up the video game element. I guess Street Fighter, the original Street Fighter, came out the same year, or maybe two years prior. I think uh, Street Fighter was 1987. Fighting Street for the Turbo Graphics 16 was the port of it like there's there's still video game system i i was at um so uh this episode will be a um mcu next tuesday i've already said it it's going to be next tuesday when this episode <laughs> drops <laughs> and i announced on the uh announced on the uh episode i just finished the editing of it's gonna be Marvel. See you next Tuesday. And I could not find like the one. Mo- it's the one movie that Disney Plus is not gonna have. Um, since I'm not really interested in going into the Eternals until I not the Eternals, Shang Chi, or the you know any of the new Phase Four stuff until I find a reason to. So you know, we I went through Black Black Widow, which was all right. Um, definitely should have been released before the uh, Infinity War. Um, and then there was the... 
Um, so it's, it's, I'm up to no way home, which is like, I don't want to watch because I don't want to see them. Sony basically take their property back. <laughs> yeah. Cause I think that's how the movie ends from what I've gathered. Uh, Spider-Man's not an Avenger or never was an Avenger. <laughs> yeah. It's <laughs> how can we, uh, make this story work? So, uh, we can, uh, retcon this and yeah. I mean, don't have to play with you guys anymore. So, need to say, I wasn't going to subscribe to Stars at this point. I might, but uh, I'll probably just hit the red box. I know you still got DVDs of it. Um, but I did swing by a disc replay and, mm-hmm. like, oh, shoot. Come on. Where is, come on. Somebody had to return, you know. Yeah. Sold a lot of copies. <laughs> uh, and then there was a, so I went, but then I'm looking through the S's on Blu-ray, and I see Stone Cold with Brian Bosworth. Oh yes, thirteen dollars used. Yeah, no, I'm done. I'm, I'm done. Yeah, I'm, done. Yeah, so I'm getting it. <laughs> like, <laughs> so I bought it, and like, yeah. Um, so that will have to be addressed at some point. I mean, it's just Lance, Lance Hendrickson is that is craziest I think in that movie. That that's, beautiful that's... blonde feathered mullet. Oh. <laughs> Which is weird. This one didn't have a mullet. Yeah, I thought that didn't this one? No, he's got it uh he's got it pretty much um right right uh just around the Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah no, he's he's pretty clean cut. He may have had a mullet before he started fighting, so I guess professionalism. <laughs> you know. Or maybe the trainer has one. <laughs> um, so it's, okay, uh, yeah, well, yeah. Okay, all right. It's the bleach job. It threw me off. Yeah. Yeah. No, you. It has to be a net. You got to pull off the mullet and be blonde. You, it has to be all natural. Yeah. So. Yep, Brian Bosworth. <laughs> Um, no, it's actually, I think there has been a Blu ray release of this, so you're def you're not getting very high def when you're watching it on Tubi or Pluto, where I originally saw it. But, um, okay, get back to my notes. Da, da, da. So, yeah, green screen effects are a little out of place, and I don't think anybody's really. Yeah, otherwise I'm just trying to keep pace with it and it's like, okay, that's a good effect with the sloth fight. Okay, yes, you already lay, you cut, you lay the arms on his throat, like a straight choke, and yeah, that works. And then you can see continuity issues with green screen and such when he's climbed on sloth's back. Yeah. Like, shouldn't you see a crowd behind him? (laughs) (laughs) And, uh, but yeah, this is basically two out of three sumo rules, essentially. Like there is the knockout, which they establish, which we just presume exists in the last fight. But no, he's basically his first fall over Sloth. He's just pushes him out of the ring. It just kind of seems like a just crazy street fight that you can get thrown out of a circle because there's no limitations. Yeah. 
it's 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 a it's a weird no lasers yeah well i mean the kumite had it figured out oh (laughs) 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 that's what they that's that i guess that's what they're kind of failing like when they say break his knee sloth it's like uh i don't know can you really break it how would breaking an exoskeleton work Hmm. Yeah. So I don't know. Now we're just calling for the R-rated cut. <laughs> <laughs> but it's alien legs. Like, who cares? Oh, that would be that would actually be wicked cool. Like, if they made if they could have done a little bit more with this, that could have been cool. Right. Well, no. It's like this is this is obviously in a time where, I mean. Somebody could totally do this today with all CG and it would look like shit. Yeah, no, I and I don't want to see that. Like I would rather this remain I would I would hate to see something like this as a reboot and all be CG, you know? Right. I mean, you could, I mean, if you're going to do it pra- practical, it could work. Uh basically this is just Hollywood saying like yeah, we don't have the technology. <laughs> so, yeah, we're like yeah we could use you know if you're talking like audrey 2 effects this movie would be way too you know yeah too expensive to make so hollywood's not gonna make it so this is um i keep mocking jurassic park for uh ruining cinema because the cg was so good in that that we were so concerned with seeing if we could do it, we didn't stop <laughs> and ask if we should. <laughs> so, um, well, it's because I mean, in the same token with that movie, it's because it's a steady mix of practical and CG. Right, they know it, where to push it and when not to, but they also painstakingly did a really good job on the cg on that movie and no then it's like oh we could do it on computers it's like did you you not see all right did you see what the budget was for jurassic park (laughs) but we could do it on computers (laughs) um so yeah that's uh so basically they could have done this with practical effects and like i don't know get a good actor get a good script i mean I mean, it's, yeah, it's one of those, like, if we're going to spend $150, $150 million on a movie nowadays, which is ridiculous. Agreed. Uh, like, and I don't know where it is, all goes, uh, especially with a Cameron movie. Like, okay, you created a video game world, a very realistic video game world. So twice the, you know, so this movie should cost you twice as much as a Xbox three, avatar should cost you twice as much as a Xbox 360 classic. (laughs) It shouldn't cost you 150 million. Yeah. And then 150 million to market. And I say 150 million for avatar. I think it clocked in at 300 because Cameron has to prove that he can do the create, you know, make make the expenses worthwhile and 
damn him. I mean, with the exception of the abyss, he's always managed to prove himself right. No, I... Yeah. But then everybody sees, oh, he did it. Like, there's a reason why, like, he says, like, uh, Cameron has said, okay, uh, yeah, I think I can make it to uh, to Avatar 4, but 5 and 6 is going to be another 10 years between, because I have to train a director to direct like me. <laughs> Jesus. Well, that's what he thinks he is, but... <laughs> yeah. yeah. But, I'm just it's just like, at least he knows that, and it goes back to Jurassic Park 3, like Spielberg, like, yeah, I'll put my name on it. Mm-hmm. I get to pick the director. It's not going to yeah. be, it's not going to be near my level. But, if, you know, this, you want budget Spielberg? I'm going to give you the best budget Spielberg. Yeah. So. But. We'll say I'm, uh, so like there's, there has been some uh, podcasts or people that have been listening to that have talked about with the mega budgets bombing so badly lately that hopefully or hoping this kind of turns out with an era of like, for lack of better term, micro budgets or just smaller budgets or yeah. trying to focus more on trying to reinvent or just come up with a, a new instead way of, of just throwing money at it, coming yeah. up with better scripts or just trying to redo something. Right. You know, well, no, if we had better stories to begin with, you wouldn't need all this money. Exactly, and that's uh, what it, it's an eye. It's just being so dependent on established IP. Um, my older sister, the poetic critic, frequent guest, she is very much in the camp of film Twitter that's like celebrates every failure from the Marvel or DC. It's like, yeah, you, you shouldn't, you know, you really shouldn't be cheering for people to be unemployed, essentially. Yeah. Like, that's just it. Like, okay, you write a better movie, you sell it to the studio, you convince yeah. them. Don't don't blame the filmmakers. And in the end, I don't think people like we're we're coming out of a pandemic still. Like, mm-hmm. uh, people have to get used to going to the movie theaters again, and we haven't had that uh, Who Framed Roger Rabbit yet. Yeah, to oh, everybody has to go out and see this. They Disney did their best to sell us on Spider-Man No Way Home as that movie, but... Yeah. Uh, you know, I didn't really care for Far From Home. Like, I may have only seen one J- Jake Gyllenhaal performance I give a shit about, and that was that was Okja, where he's just a drunk, crazy, faux nature expert... TV okay. host. See, I like Jake Gyllenhaal. I think he's a decent actor. I didn't like Donnie Darko, and uh... I mean Donnie Darko. It's I, I. I watched it years ago. It was okay. I don't think that it is as. It's more pretentious fodder than it is the pedestal, or it it. it or a pillar that uh, it's well i think i think it was like oh this is um millennials first sci-fi movie essentially i think is what the attitude to it was like this is ours it's like one it's a gen x project (laughs) 
Uh, like, yeah, no. Now I think about it, like Florence Pugh is not Florence Pugh. I'm sorry, Gret- Greta Gertwig is pretty much, and I think Ryan Johnson, who's still a couple years older than me, they're the, they're the best voices right now of a generation. Um, I don't know, Christopher Nolan's. I mean, uh, I watched Dunkirk just yesterday, so it's like mm-hmm. that was like no, that is that's where uh, where I think he's kind of pretentious, saying you have to see my movies on the big screen. Yeah, you don't have to see Memento on a big screen. <laughs> I don't think you have to see The Dark Knight. Like I was talking to uh, our coworker uh, at Midwest Jedi Thirty One on Twitter, um, Alex. Uh, he was asking, had I seen Oppenheimer? And I said, well, but I did just watch Dunkirk. And like, you know, oh, Nolan can't write worth his, <laughs> to save his life. But um, Dunkirk is a, is like a movie that's an experience where like, yeah, I mean, it's more experience than it is narrative. Which, yes, see that on the big screen if you get a chance. Okay. But when um, I imagine Oppenheimer probably has similar things like that. But again, it's like, yeah. If you're ca- trying to create an experience instead of a narrative, uh, I think you're in the wrong field. Yeah, you you could be you know get a sub, go down and do it right like James Cameron does, <laughs> and then no somebody's going to go and do budget James Cameron. Yeah, and oh, there yeah. there'll always oh. be budget James Cameron out there. Oh no, I, not not in the sea now after Titan, Titan but. <laughs> <laughs> Like, I can't feel sorry for anybody squashed in that that event. Like the oh, the seventeen year old kid who was on the who got to go on the trip because he was going to set the record for the lowest salt lowest lowest depth at solving a Rubik's cube. <sighs> yeah, no, that's that's natural selection there. I I mean, hey, capitalist. no comment. Well. <laughs> Like, I'm just saying, if you're gonna break a record down there, don't do it for the nerds, man. <laughs> like the Mile Low Club, that's what you should be thinking. The about. Mile Low Club. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, oh yeah. Well, I mean, it's about the size of an airplane bathroom and two. Like, yeah, <laughs> the pictures of that place is tiny. Yeah. So obviously, we're like. You get the fight, so we get the fight with Sloth, and then we basically are setting up for his potential fall. You get the you get the montage fight of fights he has, mm-hmm. and then we get Jade. Pretty sure there's a dude with actual like knight armor in there. Yes, yeah. Well, I mean, like, I mean, might be so, an alien, but he's got some armor. Yeah, so. Another thing about Charles Band. So one of my favorite horror directors is Stuart Gordon, uh, reanimator, obviously from beyond. Um, he does. A, he's probably done the best with Lovecraftian ideas. Uh, Dagon. Mm-hmm. Um, um, and somehow he wrote Honey, I Shrunk the Kids in the meantime <laughs> throughout <laughs> this. <laughs> um, so one of his uh, movies is Castle Freak. Uh, which is definitely worth looking for. Uh, it's probably on Tubi or Pluto TV. 1995. Um, 
again, it was uh, since it was Charles Band, it was shot in three and a, three by five straight to video. Got a theatrical, but you know. Mm. Uh, once I went to B Fest, I learned to just accept three by four, three three by four. <laughs> like, oh yes, I'm going up to B Fest because they're going to show showdown in Little Tokyo on a big screen. <laughs> uh, we're just showing the DVD. We we didn't get a reel. We didn't we didn't get the reels. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so um, yeah, so um, but Castle Freak. So uh, Stuart Gordon's taking a meeting with uh oh, he, Stuart Gordon directed Robot Jocks, another classic. That's on Tubi right now because that was like the movie that. When uh was going to be autoplay, mm-hmm. uh, which I yeah took a few took one showing. It's like eh, I can see why Dad didn't want to go and take his kids out to see it. <laughs> and then the second show, I guess after really appreciating low budget cinema, it's like, oh, this is gold. <laughs> um, but uh, Stuart Gordon was at a was um. So I don't know where Charles Band gets his money, had his money. It's got to be generational wealth. Again, to go bankrupt and just start a new company. Yeah, I mean, um, but I guess he has a he had a castle in Italy, what have you? And it's like, uh, he was Gordon was having a meeting with Band about doing a movie, and he sees a poster, and it's what's that? Well, it's a castle, and it's a freak. Can you make a movie out of that? Yeah. And there you go. Castle Freak. I mean, it brings back the reanimator uh, duo of Jeffrey Comb, Combs and Barbara Crampton. So, like, you know, 10 years later, but Barbara Crampton really still looks nice. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever seen You're Next? Um, No. Oh, definitely worth a worth a watch. Like, okay. Um, home invasion movie but then we find out that one of the uh people in the home okay i'm watching the montage now um so it looks like he has the helmet of it no no yeah it looks like he just threw some gray rubber suit inside a suit of armor (laughs) so yeah uh then he's got another list oh it's like you see these monsters in the montage and it's like, and you start them with sloth. Like, yeah, they, you know, they couldn't have like built up some of these like low levels as the montage. Yeah. And then like the, yeah. Yeah. It's like, this could have been blood sport. That's just, just, that's just it. And I know blood sports only a year old at this point. So really thinking that far ahead when you're writing the movie. Let's yeah. get the big fight out of uh, and then it's like instead of, you know, Bloodsport where the Frank Dukes knocks out the first first guy and Oh, he broke the world record. <laughs> and then See this brick? No scratch on it. <laughs> Not dim mock. Neither is that. <laughs> like I, I'm surprised he didn't get more work. You couldn't throw him as like a 
on some commando team. I mean, I might have to look up his IMDb. I was like, I thought he did do a lot of. He was he was ogre. Well, yeah, to the nerds. Um, yeah, uh, I have to. Uh, James Gibbs. James Gibbs, I think it was. Donald Gibb. Um, yeah, that's what he could. Again, really, this movie would have been if they really would have taken the time to. I mean, this movie is released so quickly. Surely, mm. you could have watched Bloodsport and given him a fighting buddy instead of a four-armed cook. Yeah. I mean, maybe like some sort of mentor or something like a Pat Morita type, like yeah, yeah. So U.S. Marshals, Revenge of the Nerds, convict. He's only cast as a convict in Hancock. Well, I mean, times they be a changing. Revenge of the Nerds, six point six stars on IMDb. Bloodsport, six point eight. Like I had a conversation my last trivia night afterwards, and it's like Donald Gibb hasn't really done anything since 2011. Yeah, nothing really, nothing. Yeah, yeah. that was. But um, had a conversation about Revenge of the Nerds, and like you know, oh, that does not age well. Like we all agree, Pretty in Pink didn't age well. Revenge of the Nerds, I stood up for it because it's a revenge movie. It's right in the freaking title. You're, 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 so you're in favor of, of, uh, you know, secret rape. It's a revenge movie. <laughs> like, and we got into a conversation that, like, you know, Kill Bill, that was a revenge movie. I don't know, was it? Like, <laughs> to be, you know, the, the entire thing about, uh, Vernetta Green saying, uh, "I look, if we go and get this fight done, we'll be even, Steven. Oh, even, Steven? No. <laughs> for that to happen, I have to kill your daughter and wait for your husband to get home and kill him. Then it would be even, Steven. I'm like, you know, it's like real vengeance against Oshi, um, Oshi Ren would have been to give her, like, force a hysterectomy on her and put, yeah. put her in a coma like leave her to buck <laughs> that's Ugh. that's re- that's revenge it's true <laughs> yeah the, the the point is like you gotta honor like there's honor and then there's revenge <laughs> yeah it's a valid point yes honor should be the way to go but uh, <laughs> The you, I mean, I I'm just going to say it was um. Oh shoot, I can't remember who. I have not seen any of the Last House on the Left, but I did see the Virgin Spring. Uh, Bergman's the movie that Bergman did. Like, no, you kill every last, <laughs> you kill every last person. <laughs> so yeah, all right, so. Yeah, so we're at the train. We got to so I'm up through the uh, he through the sparring session with uh, a really awesome rubber work. It's kind of like you couldn't have thrown that in a fight. 
Yeah, I mean, why was the the sparring partner the better suit? <laughs> yes. I mean, it's it's like, oh man! I mean, it. I don't understand. It, it's the, what uh, those people. It's with the giant lizard, but I yeah. Mean, hey, who am I? Hey, it. it I know any. It, I know you could trade anybody who runs around making YouTube videos in a Tyrannosaurus inflatable. <laughs> would, <laughs> would trade that inflatable and all the, all the easy memes for that suit. There. <laughs> yeah. So. I don't like I don't get you know it's really weird they went with Quinn has no interest in Steve I'm I'm okay with that like I, I mean it, it, it's it's professional I get it but you know I I mean in that case it's like do you really want him doing stupid stuff with Jade yeah, they went with enough like generic tropes here that why didn't they go with that? Right, or at least you know, I mean, let a, let them shag Jade, and there's a forgiveness element. Yeah. I mean, okay, I mean, we're adding ten minutes onto the movie. <laughs> we okay. ain't got time. Okay. We ain't got time for that, I suppose. Um, but uh, well, no, are we really adding ten minutes to the movie? Like, <laughs> I don't know. But um, I did write down the note. Uh, one, if he's a disciplined fighter, he wouldn't have gone with Jade because of the Rocky rule. Yeah, I mean that's it, always a school of thought, you know. Like you, you, you don't you don't get yourself involved with anything before a fight. Well, not the night before. No, no, no. Well, no, I mean, the Ro- night before. Ro- no, he's stupid. He's an idiot. Yeah, I don't like, care who you are. Like, no, okay. Now, the night uh, before a fight, he deserved it. <laughs> but uh, he didn't deserve to be poisoned and die. That's yes. not true. He didn't deserve that. Right. But, like he is an idiot for like drinking the night oh, before his yeah. championship match. Okay. Now, Come on I, as, now. Uh, as a as a wrestler, it's not like I didn't. Well, in professional wrestling, um, it's not a bad idea to drink before the ni- next night. The uh the night before, just because oh maybe I'm gonna bleed, and yeah. if I'm gonna bleed, I want it to be all over, <laughs> all over the page. All, all so over you're trying to thin it out? Yes. Oh no, I I took aspirin. Like the I I yeah. I've oh yeah gone okay. and bled intentionally once, and yeah, I'm doing aspirin. I, I drank heavily the night before. Uh, my <sighs> trick was I uh cut myself before the match oh, i was wa- yeah. okay so i was wearing a pink headband is just something obnoxious uh-huh and so i went and cut myself got a good you know okay yep that's deep uh put a piece of toilet paper on it and then it's like if you want to get somebody to bleed more you just punch the wound so okay i'll get into you know we'll get in there he rips the headband off he starts punching the wound boom i'm squirting um, scared the hell out of people because the piece of toilet paper would not come off. Oh. So he had to go and start ripping at my head. Oh, man. So, <laughs> so and, it, it, and he didn't hurt me at all. It's just, you know, basically he's just trying to peel that piece of paper off. That's pretty then, funny. But then I get up and like, 
oh, like he was, you know, like he went in there and <laughs> ripped his head open. <laughs> yes, that's the reaction you want. That's actually that's pretty. That that's a, people are going to remember that. You put yeah. on the show. Yes. Yeah. No, it was one of my best matches too. So it's like, damn it. But um, the only other time I bled, I like took a back elbow just above just above my eye. You can kind of see the scar. If you t- look close, you can see the scar on that. And it like it was just totally like didn't hurt me at all. Just totally incidental, just bone on bone. <laughs> e. And uh no, I wrestled the next day with no bandage on it. <laughs> there you go. It's just <laughs> so I guess so drinking I'm all for before a fight, but <laughs> the entire like there's a there's a point like I don't know. Am I above falling for this ploy? Absolutely not. <laughs> I'm not going to disagree with you either, saying that I not say this is this is eighty this is eighties hair hey. and hot. I mean that's hey. a, yeah. Those musical numbers, okay. <laughs> she is a muse and she will siren sing me <laughs> to <laughs> to the rocks yes. on the bay. Oh yes. Yeah, so, but I mean, it 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 took it took it took a while to get over eighties hot. I think for kids who grew up in this mm. time, like oh <laughs> yeah, the eighties hot is not hot now. No, 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 no. I've seen I've seen some of the hairdos and like, uh, and then it's like, no, geez, that is awful. But yeah, no, no, I'm not gonna pass it up. <laughs> So, Man, that is unfortunate, but I mean, yeah. Yeah. I'd like to be a part of things. Yeah, is the makeup heavy enough too? Like if you got the whole package, like can we butter our toast with it? Yeah, damn near <laughs> damn near kabuki levels of foundation <laughs> and so much aquanet, it's a fire hazard. <laughs> I'm surprised people got out of the eighties. I mean, because we we're doing a lot of stupid stuff on coke and <laughs> I mean, yeah. Yeah. I mean, we came out with side effects is all I'm saying. Well, I don't know, maybe maybe we have to thank the AIDS epidemic for scaring us into doing further stupid stuff. <laughs> we were going down a uh yeah, just a, just a spy- fiery spiral. Yes. No, that's like <laughs> Celebrate our tragedies. <laughs> we survived it. So yeah, that turns me from a Gen Xer into a boomer or a um, a uh, definitely a Republican. <laughs> As I say, I don't practice evil, but I can appreciate. I'm a fan of the art. Don't nice. <laughs> Like, oh, no, that's a total bastard thing to do. No, I would not do that to somebody. But if you're going to do it to somebody, you do it like that. <laughs> uh, so I don't know, like the Jade thing, especially when she's like, I don't I don't know that they didn't really flesh that character out full enough because then she's immediately has, oh, I feel guilty about drugging this guy with something I knew that was going to kill him. Yeah. And it's like, 
Like, when no, she's... you got to be cold to do what you did. Like, and ice the fact cold. Of that she tries to go to him later, like, yeah. Like, what about no. any of this is romantic? Or... Yeah, never mind. Rogor still has all the money. Unless he was making some stupid bets on the fight. Yeah. But that's not established. There's the holes in the plot. No, I'm better than you now, Rogor. Are you? I mean, yeah, he's, he doesn't have his fighter with the belt, but I yeah, mean, like that can like, change. Right. No, sequels. I mean, I, again, this is promoting. Like, I could come up with, like, you, you you lost Weasel and Skull. And I don't think I didn't take any notes on Skull. Skull is the only character that I genuinely feel bad for in this movie. Because yeah. as they said in there, like in the beginning, he was like, he's a good kid. He's just yeah. trying, you know, to make some money. Yeah. And so then he's a guy, he's a kid that got caught up in a bad scam and then he gets blown, <laughs> blown up. up. Yeah. Like he's the only character because he's just some like hood rat yeah it's trying to make a couple bucks with a scam and then he gets electrocuted for it because bigger evil powers or bigger powers that be like fry him (laughs) yeah i mean yeah he's a he's kind of a douchebag in the process but like yeah he's like a 17 year old 18 year old douchebag yeah no it's ice cube and boys (laughs) (laughs) i mean yeah he'll shoot you but he still cares about his brother and Cuba. <laughs> Where do your mother? Huh? That was a running gag on uh, I Love the 90s. It was like, like they just kept playing the sound bite. We got a problem? <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, yeah, um, that is something I'm curious about, though. Who did the waist high pants without a top better Steve Armstrong or Kylo Ren mm. I mean because Ky- Kylo got all the love for Adam Trevor got all the love for I'm gonna I'm gonna uh, blow your mind oh I've not seen any of the new Star Wars trilogy Okay. That's so I the... can't huh? reference this this Kylo costume well, for you. Well, you could you could look up the memes because there's yeah. a lot of hot hot chicks who are hot over that. I'm well uh, aware of who who of it. I don't know what I just I don't know off the top of my head what you're talking about. Well, there's no real contextual reason why like why are you wearing high-waisted pant leather pants, man? I mean, I'm not saying it's something oh, I wouldn't wear. I, li- yeah. I typed in Kylo Ren and yeah. high-waisted pants is one of the first things that pops up. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my. Okay. I see what you're talking now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, when it comes to the... Um, I guess this is like goes back... I did an episode about space operas with my uh, older sister, the Poetic Critic, and it goes back to like... There's a movie, 83, 84, called The Ice Pirates. Uh, early Ron Perlman. Okay. <laughs> but, uh, I mean, it's stupid. It, it, it's really stupid, but it's kind of like, yeah, but it's still got that Star Wars vibe. And it was late. It, it's probably the better better of the Star Wars, like, 
we're going to try recreating Star Wars mm-hmm. attempts uh, up until 84 when we had Ghostbusters. And it's like, oh, we can just make funny special effects movies and yeah. not, not worry about going to space and creating new worlds. <laughs> huh? like, that costs money. And no, <laughs> nothing makes Star Wars money aside from Star Wars. Uh, when it comes to the sequel trilogy, it's like they they were on a good path, and then they the internet the 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 idiots took over. Like, yeah, I don't know. I I've uh, like, read enough about them. I yeah. know the general plot line to them. I've right read and whatnot. So I'm like, I know, you know enough. Yeah, no, Force Awakens is good, despite it being a retread. Uh. Last Jedi tried to tried to do like it's from the guy who wrote who gave us Looper and Brick and the Knives Out movies. Okay, are you expecting you know? Oh, he's gonna do Empire or Attack of the Clones? No, this mm. is a guy who's written smart things. Yeah, and it's like yeah, no, we don't want smart. We want good guys, <laughs> good guys beating the bad guys. So yeah, and like I, I don't, know, I cry. I did shed a tear at certain points in Rise of Skywalker for the fan service, but I felt guilty. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's 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 like oh, it, it, it it was pity sex. Rise of Skywalker. <laughs> I'm not saying it was bad, but. No, we shouldn't have been doing it. <laughs> so, all right. So we got um, like the drugs they have in the future. Like, oh, if he would have been 15 minutes later, a couple hours later, he would have been dead. But he can still be in this fight. Yeah, no, this will bring him back around in 15 minutes. Well, can he fight? Yeah, no, he, can. <laughs> he can. He you can. Know, like, I'm not going to, you know, you'll have to sign something. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not going to endorse it, but he can do it. <laughs> it's crazy to think that that was drugs for 15 minutes. Yeah, and then that's that's where we get back to the handicapper problems. Is like, so the first round. The first round is clean, and Steve dominates. Yeah, the second round, handicapper, but it looks like, and Steve even says it. I don't have any strength. That's not how the candy ca- trick in the handicapper should have worked. You got a yeah. were- you got a, were- a a mecha werewolf against you. Yeah, he should just be naturally stronger anyhow. Right. You can still kick him in the nards. Per, um, you know, per Monster Squad. You know, Wolfman has nards. Yeah, like if, even if he was like. If Steve was at a disadvantage for like his speed or whatnot, just like you said, he was a mecha werewolf. Yeah, like, you don't need him to be. Oh, I can't. Uh, Adrian cut me. I mean, Mickey yeah. cut, cut me. No, like half of your body's literally made out of metal. Hit yeah. him with any part of that. Yeah, like yeah. So it's just that that kind of stuff gets thrown off, and then I do kind of appreciate the red and blue lights, though. They have to try to track the fight. Mm-hmm. It's like this. I is, think the, that was good. Yeah, okay. yeah. But it's 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 like it. This isn't um, 
you know, WrestleMania at a football stadium where like, I don't ever want to go to a WrestleMania because I at a football stadium because I don't, I want to see the action. Right. Like at least in a football game, you got 11 guy, you know, you got 22 guys. You can kind of see the horde move accordingly. Mm -hmm. So it's like, did you need the tracking stuff on them, or is it solely to show that the handicappers are working? I, I mean, see, and like I don't know, like this movie. <laughs> if you were like watching this and you saw like the handicapper blinking in and out, don't you think somebody would? Like, yeah, like notice something, right? Other than uh, the coach or yeah. the the ringman. Well, it was Shorty, I think it was. Yeah, it was Shorty. And, yeah, and you know we keep mentioning Shorty. I I know he's no longer with us, but I guess we should probably pull up his name. <laughs> we mentioned everybody else. <laughs> well, I don't know if I mentioned Sherry Shadow by name, but wow. <laughs> um. So let's see. Um, Hamilton Camp. <laughs> so it's almost redundant that he's in a movie with that, like this, with that name. Good old Hammy Camp. <laughs> they really so, did just perfectly place those straps over his nipples. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. And as a professional wrestler, it's kind of like, well, that's a difficult outfit. Like, uh, if you ever watch a Kurt Angle match, it's like when he's totally pumped up. Mm-hmm. He pulls down the straps like, all right, now I'm serious. Or cereal, if we want to play like, <laughs> play it like that. No, I'm cereal. Um. Which I think is a podcast thing to do now is everybody recite. Everybody calls it cereal. So, yeah, he did a lot of voice acting, TV spots. Again, it's like, you know, basically it's, these are the guys. Basically, if you want more movies like Arena, which I think we all want, you got to support the actors Mm -hmm. and the Writers Guild. Agreed. Yeah, I mean. I don't know what AI is going to do. Like, yeah, you could replace the writers, but I think the actors are going to have too much taste to do that shit. <laughs> I mean, I have not read uh, what if Wes Anderson, the AI experiment, what if Wes Anderson wrote The Godfather? I haven't read that either. <laughs> yeah, it's ten, but that's the kind of stuff like, all right, yeah, AI is great for abominations. <laughs> that sounds <laughs> Okay. <laughs> Not, but genuine creativity, it's incapable of doing that at this mm-hmm. point. Once it does get that, it's like... We're going to we're, die. Yes. <laughs> so let's not entertain it, Hollywood. <laughs> yeah, that's... Uh, no, no. But I, I did have a conversation with um, the guy who calls himself the Michael Mikey Jordan of trivia paul i can't remember his last name and he's moved away um uh he was uh basically saying like 
you I figured out how to kill AI just because it's impersonating things right now. And like I was based I've always been like if we want to stop AI, give control to the cats. We can give be there. control to the cats. Look, the only reason they don't rule the world is they don't have thumbs. We we have those. Robots will replace us. Cats need us. I mean, you're not wrong. Yes, but my uh, friend was basically, uh, Paul was basically saying that. Uh, so, no, you're on to something, Russ, because <laughs> AI is currently doing nothing but impersonating us. So its next move is going to impersonate our obsession with cats. <laughs> so the cats are going to rule. It's actually interesting. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, that's just... Uh, just a little bullshit right there. So, man, like, that is something about 80s sci fi. We didn't have the concept of Wi Fi. Right. Like, and that's what I think makes a lot of the cheesier stuff work is because, like, cell phones, Wi Fi, that stuff didn't exist. So it made it, it made these cheesy things like, wow work possible you know well for the time but yeah i mean i'm just saying skull should have been a you know just a little hacking you know you could have a counter hacking scene (laughs) i mean we're still gonna blow up skull's head oh yeah but (laughs) somehow yes but it's like yeah we're gonna use an rc uh plane (laughs) and it's gonna go in well I was just thinking, like, you know, just, you know, cast. Like, I'm picturing Alan Cummings from GoldenEye as Skull. He played Boris. Yeah. I am invincible. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. And then you have somebody else playing the opposing hacker. So I guess we're, we're... you know, okay. we're, we're coming up with the remake. <laughs> yeah, that's. I mean, I I could see it being a video game. Just go right to the video game. Like, if this was a few years later, it could have just been like, yeah, this sounds fun, but couldn't we just make a Mortal Kombat knockoff with this idea? I mean, I feel like I they there was an N sixty four game that like, yeah, uh, was making me think something like the Bio Freaks. That's what it was called. Yeah, like you had guns and stuff, and you could shoot. Yeah, each I thought it was more of an arena, and... arena yeah. game instead of. Well, yeah, yeah. I guess that's more that's appropriate since we're watching a movie called Arena, but not a one-on-one fighter. I was just thinking for, you know, not necessarily. It doesn't fit exactly, but yeah. But, I mean, we had so many bad Mortal Kombat knockoffs. Yeah, I mean, Street Fighter knockoffs. They were so close to trying to beat. That was basically Fatal Fury. Uh, Everything SNK put Kid, out. Right, exactly. Samurai Showdown. But it was cool anime stuff. So we <laughs> Samurai Showdown was a gem. Still yes. one of my favorite fighting games to this yeah. day. I think I did buy the place. I mean, 
again this podcast and working two jobs it's like yeah yeah you're not gonna be able to play any video games anymore <laughs> but i'm still hoarding them <laughs> so i probably have <laughs> i probably have samurai showdown for the ps5 the four four ah, but yeah samurai showdown 2 still one of my all-time favorite games yeah oh king of fighters those are uh king of fighters uh for uh the Dreamcast, I think it was King of Kings of Fighter '98, um, mm. and then, uh, well, there was th- then once Capcom decided to fight SNK, it's like mm-hmm. you know, it's like yeah, we that's that's just it. You're not going to get Mortal Kombat versus Primal Rage anytime soon. No, maybe Mortal Kombat versus Killer Instinct, just because. Well, Rare ha- Rare, I think owns. Killer Instinct, but they were both midway games at one point. Was Killer Instinct midway? Uh, midway handled the arcade release. Okay. Yeah. So. Like, Very cool. Yeah. Oh God, the wig on Shorty. <laughs> That's the most unforgivable makeup, and we're and you know, uh, Rogor. <laughs> You, you, yeah, that. You, yeah. But no, I think like this kind of movie is basically a bunch of TV actors. It's like, hey, you want to spend a couple weeks in Italy? Yes, yes, I do. Yeah. Um. So I was listening to uh, how did this get made, and uh, I can't remember the name of the movie, but it seems really batshit insane. Um. Shoot, not just go back to okay, good. I'm currently listening to the how did the I have not seen the Meg, but I am gonna listen to the How Did the Escape Aid podcast about it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean that was just like okay, this is just way too stupid. Okay, it's called a movie. the movie is called The Visitor. The Visitor. Uh, yes, nineteen seventy-nine. Okay. And they seem to like this does sound like it's so crazy. It's not this bad, so bad. It's good. It's good. Okay. But um, like they they were talking about like it's supposed to take place in Atlanta, but they shot it in Italy, and like Lance Henriksen was in it, and it's like basically, oh, they offered me two weeks, and you know, offered me a chance to go to Italy. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'll do it. <laughs> so, like. I guess we could have used a little more again blood sport element like or even with um Rocky 3 you get the clever lang montage as Rocky's you know beating his uh can of corns mm-hmm. <laughs> uh you know clever's killing people on the like we could have done that for horn like to sh- like it goes back to Bloodsport with Chung Lee, you know, like mm-hmm. you know, uh like the first brutal thing is when he goes and gives a guy a compound fracture with a kick. Oh yeah, yeah. And and then it's like, you know, really trying to show that he's serial by the end, breaks the guy neck for the hell of it. <laughs> like we could have used that. Because otherwise it's like Horn needed a video game. Like we were all afraid of Goro going into Mortal Kombat. 
Right. Yeah. We needed something to sloth had more of a, had more going on for us to like think that was a bigger deal than his fight than his main fight. Yeah. Had more build up for the the uh the first fight than the last fight. Right. It's like they couldn't really feel like figure out how to pace a actual journey. Mm-hmm. I think it's what it is. Which again, Bloodsport did it in 90 minutes. So I don't know. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, I we're like I guess we can forgive you for oh it's a science fiction world and here comes the cable. And I don't get it. Like you're telling like I'm a professional wrestler. I don't need a cable to get military pressed. I don't know. I mean it just shows you the somebody is really like all the suit is muscles and they didn't actually have anybody with any strength <laughs> underneath it. Who knows? I mean, like, I think they and were... you don't need that much strength. It's simple. You let somebody put their, you show the guy when you do a, when you do a military press in professional wrestling, you hope you, the guy who's being pushed up, you push on their shoulder to make sure mm-hmm. they don't lose control. Yeah. Like you took the time to rig that up. <laughs> like that's like, just that that's the silly stuff. It's like it's like what would uh Ed Wood or Tommy Wiseau do? <laughs> no, it's a movie. It needs a special effect. <laughs> oh man. Have you seen the room? I guess I should ask. I've I have seen so many things talking about the room oh. and clips about it. I've not actually watched it in its entirety yet. No, I uh, like it's just so when it's when nothing happens, nothing happens. It just drags so long, and the sex scenes are just so. Oh God, no! I I don't need to see your motion, Tommy. <laughs> like and then she, the the cheap uh the was the the chip cheap 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 cheap, cheap, cheap chicken chicken yeah <laughs> no that that stuff is hilarious it's like can we just get to that not but no it's so convoluted a story that that doesn't even really make sense you really should like if you're gonna watch the room make sure you're watching it with a commentary by like the riff tracks guys oh man yeah i mean it's like birdemic you can't watch that without having somebody take the piss out of it at all times (laughs) but uh i don't know what tommy was always gonna do once netflix dvd is gone (laughs) (laughs) because um well i guess he's the sole distributor of the room any copies of the room Oh, okay. Yeah. I think they come with a ad for his uh, an order form for his underwear. Not the underwear he wore, but well, right, right. Yeah, I'm kind of intrigued to order one now. Yeah, no, I I'm not saying it hasn't hasn't 
that's my my you know crossed my mind several times it's if uh, only i wasn't broke yes (laughs) yeah so so did they shave um the eyebrows off of uh uh mark alemo for rogor because they are in the permanent the, the his eyebrows are permanently like they're like arced like up yeah. angry alien right eye. I don't know if they're just because I mean just like with drag queens like they'll put they'll glue stick over you know like the actual eyebrow and then make them over so I don't know if it's actually shaved over or There's there there is a problem with the makeup effects. Uh, well, not the makeup effects, the uh, suit effects. Because you know when you when you pick up Steve, he's you know they show all his wounds and such, <laughs> but you're not going to see. But you can't see any actual damage done to Horn. It's just like, yeah, or sloth. <laughs> Well, Slothy really didn't do much damage. He like did everything he could just to shove him out. Uh, yeah. Man, I don't know. Like I'm looking at this. it. Looks like he might have shaved off those eyebrows. Yeah, that looks. <laughs> yeah, it's. They got him zoomed in, and yeah. that looks pretty shaved. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I like they give Jade a moment like I am above you now, Rogar, and it You're and, you're really not. Yeah. You you like the one thing I would do is not go to the guy I tried to kill. Like hours ago. Yeah. Literal hours. Like like when I when you know I reconcile you know, reconcile with the you know, best friend who ended up getting me arrested for domestic battery. Yeah. We did take a year and a half, like, before, you know. And you gotta feel bad, though. Like, I don't know. Sometimes, though, it's like, with the actress's situation, it's like, they really could have made Quinn look like, you know, it's the 80s. All it takes is Aquanet and Foundation. And, you know, they just tried to make her look as plain yeah. and square-like as possible. Why didn't you just give her freaking glasses? It's the 80s. Or if we did that, we'd expect her to be mega hot at some point. Yeah. Uh, Do the classic, like, the glasses come off. Right. So. um, Yeah, you know, now that it's the movie's pulling away and such... And uh, you see the spaceship effects. It's like, hey, that's not really that bad. The animation they did beforehand. I mean, for the credits, the intro and the outro. So let's see. (laughs) Just looking through the credits. Fish Kid 1, Fish Kid 2. (laughs) 
you know, they at least called the guy. Like I, that was something at QuadCon in Peoria. I almost bought. It was an open toy, but they still had most of the uh, car, the cardboard from the back, and it was a Return of the Jedi action figure. And Robot Chicken did a sketch about it, and just basically saying how stuff they stupid stuff was. Uh, Sloth designed and created by Screaming Mad George and SMG Incorporated. So. <laughs> Okay. All right. Um but there was a there was a toy and it's um later robot chicken sketch on it. And it's like just a guy, one of the guys randomly standing in the crowd at the uh return when they're going over the uh plan to attack the second death star. And like Mom Mon Mothra like bumps into him. Oh, excuse me, who are you? I'm prune face. <laughs> When Prue faces faces around, things are going down. <laughs> Prune face. <laughs> Show a montage. Oh well, it's great to have you here, Prune face. Now I'm just here to change the uh, to fix your fix your copier. <laughs> I think it's a toner. <laughs> and they show that yeah, the toy was literally just called Prune face. Excellent. <laughs> but, I mean, that is more of a name than Fish Kid One and Fish Kid Two. So, but uh, well, Sherry Shattuck did her own number. So, living in the galaxy, and I love the barbarian. She didn't write them, but she performed them. And yeah, no, this is one of the few movies where she had to keep her titties in. <laughs> well, there was a scene in there where they popped out. It's when she's like, try, they were tried really hard. Yeah, the, to uh, do yeah. it like she the, the, faced away from the camera. camera yeah, but as she's like, walking away, she pops like, out on accident. Yeah, you can yeah. see her pop. You know, try to yeah <laughs> jostle it away. Right, as we say, this is a one take movie. Yeah, <laughs> there's no. Can we try that again? It's like. Um... As, as painstakingly as they tried to make it for not being there and then I mean if you it's not super obvious but like yeah. as much effort as you put in there like you couldn't have done like a one more take yeah no I as I say it's it's uh we only, we only have so much stuff man <laughs> uh, as they said on the Simpsons uh, yeah we can get this yeah you better get this taken care of fast because this place is just gonna be a Starbucks <laughs> so yeah arena is a definitely a fun time as they say if a, if you immediately know you can't take you know there's nothing to take about this movie seriously uh if you can't you know if you can't enjoy it for that right away smoke a bowl <laughs> take an edible this is gold just enjoy some aliens fighting. Yeah, I mean, you know, and uh, you know, if you want a treatment of my pro wrestling zombie screenplay, main event of the dead, I just need to get that IMDb page started. Send an email to russofus07 at gmail.com. That's R U S S T H E B U S 07 at gmail.com. And yes, I will work on a, re- I will work on the arena remake <laughs> right after that. 
like I saw a guy got a wrestling movie done for a B movie done for under 20 for about 20 grand. And it's like, dang, I only planned like maybe 10 for mine. Like, <laughs> and that's pushing it. <laughs> so, uh, this movie, like, it's almost like, ah, let's go to Wikipedia to see what the budget is. And it's like, which, yes, I am going to do. Um, while I, that was a weird noise I heard on your end. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, let's see. Arena. Nine. All right. Come on, Wikipedia. Nope. They do not touch. They do not mention the budget. <laughs> I'm really curious about that now. Yeah. <laughs> you said it, I'm like, I wonder how much this did cost. Yeah. Well, I mean, sloth had to cost at least $20,000, hmm. Yeah. And he was really the only special effect as we read the credits and like, oh, we're, we're, we're going to acknowledge sloth was better than anything else we put on the screen. Yeah, like there really wasn't anything else really that they did that was too much because that was that opening scene. Like that was the most elaborate. Like light wise, they had more sh- lights shining, sh- you know, spritzing stuff. Like mm-hmm. that was that was the money shot. Like that was the trailer shot. Yeah. Like, oh, it is funny that they spell weasel w e e z i l. Like, gotta be sci-fi and cool. <laughs> oh, but we we spelled skull s k u l l. Like, <laughs> you couldn't have done something for that. Again, it's like Fish Kid One and Fish Kid Two. You couldn't have named one of them Flounder, the other one. <laughs> <laughs> or did somebody get up? Somebody give him an idea. They got a, that that's the name of a guy in uh, Little Mermaid that's coming out in a few months. Don't do it. <laughs> like we couldn't afford to make this movie, let alone like <laughs> we definitely can't afford to get sued by Disney. <laughs> so let's see. Reception. Lawrence Cohen, uh, a variety called it an above fa- average fantasy. That's pretty solid. Uh, Mike Weldon wrote in the Psychotronic Video Guide to Film, if you like TV shows like Battlestar Galactica, you might make it through this juvenile PG-13 science fiction comedy from Charles Band. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I wasn't a big Battlestar Galactica fan. I mean, 1980s Battlestar. 70s Battlestar. Yeah. Um... Like, I don't know. This is up there with V if you really stop and watch the original V. Like, oh gosh. like. But when I was a 12-year-old kid watching V on WGN late at night, that was pretty solid stuff. I mean, whatever. I love this movie when I was yeah. a kid. Yeah, oh no. I, that's just it. Like, <laughs> I don't know. Like, it, if you love something, like, there's no reason to stop loving something. Like, you knew why you loved it when you were a kid. Oh yeah. Because I mean, like, the VHS for this uh, at the video store was the 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 
was basically it was a fighting poster. It showed yeah. Armstrong and Sloth. Sloth, right? The and that was fight like, card, yeah, yeah. It was the fight card, yeah. Like that was the the front cover, and I remember that. And we're watching it on you know TV and whatnot. And as soon as a local video store like it came up for sale, I was like, I don't know. I think I was ten, and I like I was like bought it for like. 10 bucks and my friends were like, all yelled at me because I, I was like no this is this yeah. is gold this is amazing yeah no like like you take every like this is a I don't know something like I guess the only thing you really say is that you could have used some minorities besides one black trainer <laughs> fair but it was 1989 and and it was shot in Italy, like. Yeah, that's what you said. You looked at uh, yeah, you it. it was shot in Italy. Well, I knew it was shot in Italy just when you look through the credits. Have fun, so and yeah, jeez, there's a yeah. I don't know. I like to make jokes about shades of vanilla, meaning I <laughs> white slurs. I'm not a. <laughs> I mean, I have a tattoo on my arm that says better Mick than Hick. So <laughs> I'd rather be Irish than a redneck. <laughs> so excellent. Yeah. Uh, so. All right. So that was Arena. And yeah, as, as we say, if you if your kid for uh, if your kid are if you were a kid. I mean, so I would have been nine, what, uh, six, seven when this came out. Probably younger than that. Yeah. When did this come out again? 89. 89. Okay. Yeah. That would have been about four. Okay. Well, this is, this is prime HBO stuff. Yeah. This is where I saw it was on HBO. Yeah. This is what you're going to be watching. (laughs) Like my parents are a little too conservative. uh, (laughs) (laughs) We're just saying something since what mormon <laughs> yeah <laughs> so. oh no see th- yeah but my my parents loved watching movies though oh, okay then you really need to get around to watching the book to finding a way to see the book of mormon because that is essentially the uh how our hero saves the day is his pop culture obsessions gotcha yeah <laughs> so all right so um is anything going to be going on soon with Evil Penguin Games? Not currently. Uh, so I'm just jumping on here, All right. talking about uh, sci-fi movies with you. Yep. All right. Well, thank you very much. I mean, I, you know, I do the podcast basically to keep myself disciplined. <laughs> Essentially, like, yeah, I know I could be in the dumps in my life, but scores well dozen eh, maybe a score of people <laughs> look forward to this and you don't want to disappoint <laughs> so <laughs> if you want to be a guest on the podcast like tim was uh you can follow me on twitter the username there is at cat bus russ that's at c-a-t-b-u-s-r-u-s-s um i'm getting a lot of hits now with since um the mic twitter migra- migration is happening <laughs> 
And not a lot of people want to go to Threads, which is since it's basically Facebook's version of Twitter. Uh, you can find me on Mastodon. Uh, and uh, of course, they got to get through this tricky stuff. My username there is at Russ Stevens at Mastodon.social. Or you can just send an email to russthebus07 at gmail.com. That's R U S S T H E B U S 07 at gmail.com. Just offer me a movie, a director, an actor, a theme. Try to focus on sub 100 minute material, but I can make anything worse work. Uh, at QuadCon, this uh, I think it was a I bought some uh, tombstone themed art from uh, Matthew Ashley, a uh, actor and artist, and uh, you know I told him right up, like, yeah, tombstone is twenty minutes too thirty minutes too long for this podcast, but I did figure a way to do an episode about it. So, just means you have to do a lot of homework, <laughs> like. Because, all right, we'll do a movie marathon. You can, uh, so that's how we did Tombstone. It's basically, uh, my guests wanted to do it. So it's like, okay, so we're going to create two little movie theaters. <laughs> uh, we each get one amenity. <laughs> I had a popcorn. Uh, there's obviously going to be plumbing. <laughs> so there are bathrooms. Not not guaranteeing your seats <laughs> at our theater. <laughs> And then it was like, oh, you got a popcorn. I got a popcorn machine. He got a grill. And then, you know, we'll go from there. Uh, And basically it was like, okay, I uh, came up with a marathon to get the Sam Elliott with three 90 minute movies and then Tombstone. And he did a couple two hour movies and Tombstone. So that's how we can make anything work. (laughs) So. Um. I don't know. Do you have any like three hour bangers that come to mind? Man, off the top of my head, I not right now. I mean, uh, we haven't gotten to the Snyder cut yet. <laughs> oh God. I've, I, I watched Snyder cut. Oh, I did. That was, that was a good one, but uh, that was, that was long. Yeah. Damn near five hours. <laughs> yeah. That was a, Whew. yeah so all right well that's uh all I, else i have to do is um you know obviously say rate and subscribe on your favorite podcast apps give me those five star reviews be as honest as you want in the text i don't think the algorithm picks that up <laughs> so love I, it hate I, it just do something yes um yeah so otherwise thank you to Stacia harden for keeping an eye on my uh my ass the last 19 years and i hope you're doing the same for everybody else you touched in your life and i hope you're smothering the ever-loving hell out of or should it say ever undead hell out of skimble shanks the one-eared angel <laughs> so all right so i guess i will see you tomorrow probably see you tomorrow all right Otherwise, we'll be back next week and talking about C2E2, I believe. No, sorry, Fan Expo. I don't know. Too many cons. I uh, mean, yeah. I'll be at the con this weekend. So, uh, Oh, you're going to Fan Expo? Uh, no, I'm going to, uh, to Gen Con. Gen Con. That's this weekend. That's yeah, this in- weekend is Gen Con. That's indie or? Indie, yeah. Yeah. Oh, shoot. I, this... <sighs> I gotta. Yeah, I mean. 
if it wasn't for escorting the poetic critic, it'd be a lot more expensive than <laughs> a fair. So, all right. Thank you very much, Tim. And uh, thank you very much, everybody, for listening to the 90 for Chill podcast with Cat Bus Russ. Can I hear a wahoo?